that movie, John Carter. I remember watching that movie. I actually thought it was a good movie, but Disney put in about $250 million into this project. Only made $30 million in their opening weekend. was a massive loss. And this Disney project from a brand you know, publicly traded, very similar, right? Big, big, big time deal. Do you sue the writer or you call the writer a scammer because John Carter, the movie that you went and saw, didn't do well? No. You, it was a failed business endeavor. You just don't make a sequel and you hope that nobody calls you out on how terrible that it is. But here we are in this world, people thinking that they're buying NFTs and everything is supposed to hold value. Everything is supposed to go up. Bro, if you invest in stocks, the value doesn't always go up. It goes down. You invest in just American traditional fiat, government-backed currency. Guess what? That has volatility. We're in an inflationary period right now, 8.5%. That means that dollar value has essentially gone down 8.5%. Yet these people are trolling online. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is, as you already know, the now world-famous Higher Standard Podcast, and I am once again your host, Chris. And as much as I like the 20-minute solos where I speak and we educate and we go through examples and you guys learn stuff and I feel like we're doing something productive for society. This is not going to be one of those episodes because I'm pissed off. This is going to be one of those rant episodes where, you know what, I'm just, I don't fucking get it, man. Like, so, There's so much going on right now in the world that makes me scratch my head and think, like, are we, are we just warped? Have we seen, like, 14 years of artificial interest rate deflation? We haven't seen a recession in, in this arrogance around entrepreneurship and business has gotten so bad that these these people just think that they're entitled to wealth and success and they just can't see obvious. I, I don't, I'm frustrated. And it's three notable celebrities. And I'll give you the spoiler alert right now. Ben Baller, Kim Kardashian, and you had to know I was going to talk more about Johnny Depp. I did a longer podcast on that a while ago. And this one is really going to tell you what I really think about it because I didn't spend a whole lot of time doing that in the previous one. But for those of you who don't know, this podcast wouldn't be around if it wasn't for Ben Baller's podcast. He grew up a little more urban lifestyle. He, he definitely isn't what I would call a traditional entrepreneur in the way he articulates himself, but he's also been wildly successful. There is no unilateral path to wealth and entrepreneurship, and a lot of his success made an imprint on me and led to me trying to find my niche in podcasting and thus this show. So I won't say that I have a bias because I really don't. But what I will say is I don't understand how me, as somebody who, who buys NFTs, I buy them. I, I'm, I'm a total DJ if you're following the, the vernacular. I, I buy anything. I don't really care. 
I'm buying stuff I like. Sometimes it has some hypothetical utility. Sometimes it might be, you know, maybe using the metaverse or something, whatever. But I buy what I like. I've never sold anything. Well, I haven't sold anything that I really like, and I've sold a couple things that I wasn't a really big fan of anyway after the reveal. If that doesn't make sense to you, it's all good. You don't need to know about NFTs to understand. So I'm going to play a clip from Ben Baller's podcast where he talks about a failed NFT project. And I'm going to give you some thoughts. And spoiler alert, my thoughts are going to be kind of visceral because that's, that's, that's who I am. Let's jump into it. Information about uh, my NFT and what has happened since the drop of it. And um, if it makes anyone feel better, you know, if you want me to accept the blame for the failure of where it's at right now, even though I'm not even responsible for even 5% of the failure, you know, put it on me. That's fine. It'll make you feel better. Okay. And I know, you know, all I hear about from people from, you know, every aspect of the project, from the people that are working it to the people that are in it, people, whatever, all my homies that I put their money into it, that lost their money into it, oh, what's your friends, blah, blah, whatever. They do. No, no, doc. Never invest in anything you can't afford to lose, period. That ain't no excuse, it's the truth. Mental process amongst some of these blockchain holders, it is outstanding, it is mind-blowing, okay? Because the definition of a rug pull should be stated, like it should be tattooed on them so they understand what the fuck they're even thinking or talking about. And there's some people I had to block and everything because of just, again, the desperation and, and just the, the sitting around and driving themselves crazy. Look, dog, I've taken L's when I couldn't take them. Took an L's at different times in my life. No one cares if you're eating ramen noodles, even if you are my homies or anything else. That did, did not increase my net worth at all whatsoever. All right, so... Here's the backstory is Ben Baller's agency agents brought him this project, an NFT project. They did a bunch of due diligence on it. They had done work with Shaquille O'Neal and uh, uh, Kirby, I think, you know, cartoon character. But they had four recent projects that all sold out in less than four days. So Ben Baller's agents and his team are like, OK, let's look into the company that's doing this. Well, the company that's doing it is owned by a publicly traded company. A very big company. For those of you who want to look it up, Forest Road. They also own Beachbody and a lot of a lot of the, the brands that you know now. So they're kind of changing their name and rebranding themselves anyway. But but effectively, Forest Road, they're not a joke. They're, they're a huge specialty finance platform. They have media like Beachbody. They have real estate, renewable energy, tax credit lending, administration, brokerage, and shocker, NFT. So there was a tr tremendous amount of money behind this project, a tremendous amount of support behind this project. So he jumps in and he endorses it. Yeah. I guess it's a cash grab to jump on the NFT thing, but so many celebrities were doing that. And I always equate NFTs to art in the real world because I think a lot of people understand art, right? You go out, you buy a piece of art, you sell a piece of art. If you buy a piece of art, there's no guarantee the value is going to go up. And economies don't always go up, people. I don't know how many times I got to say that shit. People, economies don't always go up. You could buy a piece of art that's supposed to go up in value that doesn't. People are accusing Ben Baller of pulling the rug because guess what? He sold these NFTs of jewelry online and you know what? They didn't go anywhere. The value went terrible. I don't think they sold out in four days like the rest of the projects. This project definitely didn't, didn't do as well as the rest of the projects did. But people call him a scammer. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself like, okay, he's not a scammer. He got into a business endeavor. 
was riding a very popular wave at the time, and it did not work out. But that's the problem, I think, with a little bit of the generational gap here. If you're buying NFTs to turn around and flip them and you expect to make a profit every single time and you expect to lose no money, you don't fucking understand what business is about. Literally, the whole point of getting into business is you have a risk of loss. And if you're not willing to take a risk of loss and you want to call someone a scammer because you bought something, I think he minted them for $200, $300 a pop. I don't, I don't remember what it was. And there was a lot, of, a lot of people not fulfilling their obligations on both sides of the deal. And I'm not necessarily sure whose fault was this or that. All I'm saying is, is I, think, I think a baller bus has had a great quote on, on their page where they said something to the effect of, when they talked about this, they said something to the effect of, it was like that movie, John Carter. I remember watching that movie. I actually thought it was a good movie, but Disney put in about $250 million into this project. They only made $30 million in their opening weekend. It was a massive loss. And this Disney project from a brand you know, publicly traded, very similar, right? Big, big, big time deal. Do you sue the writer or you call the writer a scammer because John Carter, the movie that you went and saw, didn't do well? No. You, it was a failed business endeavor. You just don't make a sequel and you hope that nobody calls you out on how terrible that it is. But here we are in this world, people thinking that they're buying NFTs and everything is supposed to hold value. Everything is supposed to go up. Bro, if you invest in stocks, the value doesn't always go up. It goes down. If you invest in just American traditional fiat, government-backed currency, guess what? That has volatility. We're in an inflationary period right now, 8.5%. That means that dollar value has essentially gone down 8.5%. Yet these people are trolling online. I don't get it. I really don't get it. So I'm, I'm frustrated by that. As a guy who buys NFTs, I can tell you right now, I've made some very good money. I've got some friends who made some very good money in, in this space on, on appreciation and value. But that, that value is only good when you sell it. And if you don't sell it and you just hold on to it, then, then what are you doing? And if you're flipping NFTs for money and you thought this was going to be a big project, I would say you probably don't know a whole lot about NFTs and the projects because most of the stuff that's selling for big money is selling for utility because you can stake with the NFT, uh, which is the new version of mining. I don't want to get into the technicalities of it. You can, get it, you can use it in the metaverse or possibly there's some ecosystem benefits. You know, there's, there's stuff like that. There's a community built around it. Not just because someone that's a celebrity pumps it up. And you know what? You want to blame Ben Baller for being on the front of it. There's a lot of people who are in this whole chain of people, CAA, management, whatever. So I don't understand this mentality of we all expect that I invested in this because a celebrity told me to, so it has to go up. It's not illegal, bro. You can call someone a scammer, but last time I checked, being a scammer means you're doing something that's illegal or immoral. And I don't think anything here was done immoral. And I know there's a lot of opinions on it. Hit me up. Send me a DM. Tell me you think I'm crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm open to hearing a different perspective, but I've yet to hear one on that, that that really changes my mindset. So I do want to jump into a different topic, one that, that was equally as shocking for me in some ways because I think people, their, their perspectives on this were so weird. I, I, I didn't see how people didn't see this, but the whole Kim Kardashian thing recently came up. That old sex tape drama, which was recently rehashed where where she was apparently seen on a phone on her show, freaking out about another sex tape being released. I guess Ray J had enough of this rhetoric and decided to chime in. So I'm going to play this for you. And again, this is this is about the business behind this, not necessarily about the sensational, salacial stuff around the celebrity. So here's here's what, and I'm using uh, Barstool Sports uh, One Minute Man. If you haven't checked out that that whole project, you got to check it out. But this is his one minute breakdown of what's going on. 
bombshell interview, Ray J confirms what everybody with a brain has known for the last two decades, that his sex tape with Kim Kardashian was released on purpose and was a business deal orchestrated by her mother, Kris Jenner. Ray J's out here finally fed up with the Kardashians after the latest episode of their new series on Hulu where Kim was talking about a second video where Ray J was putting a dildo in her ass while she was asleep. Ray J said that made him look like a rapist and is now finally ready to go on the record with the truth, saying that Kris Jenner brokered a deal with Vivid Pictures and that he stayed quiet all these years because he was making money and wanted to be a team player. He said that he never had possession of the sex tapes, that Kim always kept them under her bed in a Nike shoebox, that it was his idea to release the videos Kris Jenner got on board and convinced Kim, and that the whole story about Kanye extorting him to return the laptop was a total lie. Now, of course, this is going to be a huge he said, she said. They've declined to comment, but honestly, I believe Ray J. He has no reason to lie. He's kept his mouth shut this whole time, and honestly, he's only telling us stuff that we've already known anyway. Okay, wow. So a lot to unpack there. Now, why this is important to me and why I think this is relevant in the world we do so much as consumers that we take in products on social media. We take in products on the news and we just unilaterally believe stuff because they seem believable. But I got to tell you, this one really did seem interesting because we got really caught up in this Me Too movement and we really got caught up. And even before that, the cultural ideals that a man is always the victimizer and never the victim. And I don't necessarily want to downplay anybody's domestic violence abuse or sexual abuse. I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong, but what I will say is I don't think someone like Ray J would have came forward with something like this if he didn't want to protect his brand and his image and frankly who he is. Here he is saying that makes me look like abusive and wrong and I, I got to say something now. That sounds very, very, very plausible, but the idea behind all of this that it was clearly orchestrated. It wasn't like an accidental leak. There wasn't this malicious intent. It was a thought-out, planned, and executed strategy to build a brand. I got to tell you, that sounds wild and crazy and different, but it goes to show you how you really can't take... And I'm not saying Reggie's right, Kim Kardashian's right, or one's wrong, or whatever. All I'm saying is, is you got to give pause to the things you hear in the media. So much of what we hear and see, and I know I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I can already tell like someone out there is going to be rolling their eyes, but it's true. So much of what we hear and see is, is, is a story. And who tells that story and how they tell that story it matters dramatically. But we have this tendency to want to connect our human psychological background, our, our emotional, visceral connection to our own history to theirs. And we see it through that lens, through that opus. But you really shouldn't do that. You really can't do that. As a matter of fact, one of the things I preached early on in this podcast is there's a business, a fundamental business reason why you have to stay more objective. And I'm telling you to stay objective. When it comes to, to things that are happening if you can divorce yourself from your emotions and try to be as, as much of a data you know, intake person as opposed to somebody who's just giving out opinions, I know that's funny advice coming from a guy who's got a, a microphone in front of him on a podcast, but it's, it's real. You can make some really, really sound financial decisions. And the classic example I give is when the CEO of Lululemon came out and said, we don't make clothes for, I think his words, not mine, we don't make clothes for fat people. And obviously that's an appalling comment. It was fucking stupid. And the stock price took a huge hit. But that's behavioral economics. That's people trading the platform because they heard a story. They heard a rhetoric. Oh, my God. This company's terrible. I don't want to support it. They sold out of it. All sorts of reasons why, why the stock price went down. But guess what? I bought. 
And I made a lot of money when the stock price went up because I knew that CEO wasn't going to last, number one. And number two, that wasn't because the product was bad. That wasn't because their financials were bad. That was because the CEO made a dumbass comment and deserved to be fired for because he's an insensitive fuck who really didn't understand how arrogant he came off. So I get that. So that's one of the things I look at with these stories with Kim Kardashian. And years ago, I was young and naive then when I think when all that happened. And I bought into the whole rhetoric of, of this happening. But I think as we've gotten older and, and society's really kind of built around the Kardashian brand, I, I think you can say there is more here than we know. And that sounds like a very plausible story, as shocking and outrageous as it could be in theory. It sounds plausible. And for those of you who don't care, allow me to alleviate your concerns. I try to keep these, tw- these solos 20 minutes. So I'm going to spend the next five or so minutes talking about the Johnny Depp trial. And I think I'm going to say some stuff that's probably going to get me in trouble because I, I'm not sure how it's going to resonate. So I'm going to try to mind my words, which is a rare thing for me because I'm not very good at doing that. I'm going to try to have a filter. Yeah, it's, it's already I can already see myself failing at this before I even do it. But I'm going to try to have a filter to some degree. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how I really feel about this shit. I have watched the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I've been asked about the objections. I've been asked about the hearsay stuff. I've been asked about how expert witnesses testify. And there's, there's definitely a lot of weird shit going on here. And what I will say is, first and foremost, I think Johnny Depp's already won this trial. He doesn't have to get the defamation lawsuit in his favor. He doesn't have to win because he's already won the court of public opinion. Everybody who's seen this has gone, what in the actual fuck is going on? With Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, this is insane. And the more insane Amber Heard and Johnny Depp both sound, the more it's like, look, I don't necessarily know if she was hit or not. I don't know if she's the victim of abuse or not. I can say the same thing about Johnny Depp. But what I will say is Johnny Depp was clearly hit. That 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 is clear from the evidence. The dude had bruises on his face. People around him saw that. I don't know that I, I can say that I've seen pictures to that effect or even testimony to that effect about Amber Heard. So I, I, I'm curious to see where the court will rule. This is a defamation lawsuit, though, not an abuse lawsuit, not an assault and battery lawsuit. This is only about to this defame Johnny Depp's career. And it's a $50 million lawsuit, which is impactful. But more importantly, can we please get past this time where we automatically assume that someone is guilty because someone else said something? I it's shocking to me that Amber Heard could literally put out an article. I understand she's a female and she's an actress in Hollywood. And there's a lot of abuse for people in that category. I'm not taking that away from anybody. There's a lot of people out there who've been victimized and I'm not taking that away from them. But what I am saying is, is we have this way. Johnny Depp lost contracts with Disney millions, tens of millions, if not even more dollars because he was accused of being abusive. Not because he was convicted, not because anybody presented evidence but because he was accused. And Amber Heard put out an op-ed article. She paid for, wrote, and put out an article, which is the point of this whole defamation lawsuit, which claims she was the victim of abuse. And going back to the Kim Kardashian thing, we have this, we connect. We we're like, this is fucked up. There's a lot of people in the space that's fucked up. We automatically want to believe Amber Heard. And if you've been watching this trial, look, being a celebrity when you're young, particularly as young as Johnny Depp was, it fucks you up. Like you're not you're not a normal person with normal just awareness and and just you're just not normal. 
when you've been famous that long. The world caters to you in a way that really messes you up. And not a lot of childhood celebrities can grow up to be functioning adults because of this. There's just a disconnect there. And Johnny Depp clearly has got demons and issues that he's working through. Clearly an alcoholic. Clearly abuses substances. But the same can be said for Amber Heard. These people clearly weren't good for one another. That's for sure. But looking at the totality of the evidence that I've seen presented thus far from a pure legal perspective, I can tell you I don't know why we as a society canceled Johnny Depp. I don't know why. Because she wrote an article and it seemed likely that someone with as much power as him in Hollywood could do those things. I, I guess that's the reason. But is that the right reason? Did we do the right thing as a society? Did we fuck up this man's entire career? Because I got to tell you, for someone like him to be willing to go to court, to fight it in Europe, to fight it in the U.S., to put his whole crazy ass life on camera in front of the world. It is the number one trending topic in so many fucking ways on YouTube, on television. I mean, it's crazy. There hasn't been a person that I've talked to lately in a social setting that hasn't brought up how fucking crazy this shit has been. For us to put this man's career in the complete garbage can, for him to lose his Disney contracts, for him to lose so much support unilaterally, that's not right. We have tried as a society, convicted, and called him abusive and all sorts of nasty things and taken money out of his pocket because of one op-ed article and because of a story shared. And, and again, I am only going off the evidence that was presented in court and I am telling you, if I were a juror in this case, I would say that he was absolutely defamed. This was intentional. It was malicious. And frankly, this was a bit of retribution for for a very failed marriage where two very dysfunctional humans had very, very bad times. And someone wanted to get even and found a way to do it because it's clear she didn't think very highly of Johnny Depp. I think she called him a fat old man who sat around with his friends and played the guitar all day which is shocking to see that description of Johnny Depp, who has long, long been seen as a sex symbol. I look, I, I don't want to get, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to put a little asterisk here. Be clear. I am not taking anything away from real legitimate abuse victims. I am not trying to say that, people, that women shouldn't have a voice or that, you know, men shouldn't have a voice. All I'm saying is there's got to be some equality and fairness here. And based on what I've seen, this seems completely unfair and lopsided. It doesn't seem right. And I would absolutely support Johnny Depp if he put out another movie, if, if Disney got back behind him. if I would absolutely go see a movie. As a matter of fact, I probably wouldn't go see an Amber Heard movie. As much as I liked Aquaman, I probably won't ever go see another one if she's in it because I don't like what I've seen from her in court. Call it what you want. I hope no one's offended by that. That's just how I feel. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in. It is the higher standard, and I'm just trying to really hold ours, all of ourselves to that same higher standard. Look at this shit. Be objective. Use your mind. Think beyond what's your, what you're being told and try to elicit some ability to see through bullshit because it'll help you. It'll help you when you make investments. It'll help you when you talk to people. It'll help you when fights come to your doorstep. We all get involved in it. And we all get lopsided stories. Nobody wants to be the bad guy in this story. Nobody looks in the mirror and says, you know what? I'm a fucking terrible person. I did X, Y, and Z. They always justify it with what's happened to them. Who did what to them? I'm really innocent because we all believe we're good people. Well, guess what? Sometimes good people do bad things. And on that note, I'm going to leave you. 
dramatic messed up way to leave you but we'll catch you next week i promise it'll be an exciting interview and it won't be any more rants like this unless you like them in which case hit me up in the dms follow subscribe share with your friends and tell everybody how awesome these rants are and maybe we'll do more i hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the higher standard podcast Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.